I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, people, welcome back to the channel. Today, we're going to talk about how much should I pay a capital or money raiser? This is a question I get a lot. And so today, we're going to dive into capital raising strategies, placement agents, broker dealers, and bringing in partners to help you raise capital. If you're new to the channel, my name is Bridger Pennington. We talk all things funds and finance specific to investment funds, private equity, real estate, hedge funds, forex funds, the whole nine yards. We help people launch, start, and scale these types of funds. So with that beautiful intro, let's go to the the iPad of truth and justice. Here we are. How much should I pay a capital raiser? Now, if you're a big fan of the channel, you've heard this before. The three circles of a fund. I should probably name this something just epic, but we're going to call it the three circles of a fund today. Over here on the left, you have your investor expert person. This person is a geek. They sit in the basement. They trade options all day. These guys are really, really good at investing. In the middle here, you have your fund manager. And over here on the right, you have your capital markets, your capital raiser. Now, every single fund on planet earth needs all three of these pieces. It can be one person that does all three. It can be two people that share the roles. It can be three people. It could be 40 people. And each person person has a sliver of one of these three things. Is that kind of making sense? It's important to note as well, when you're looking at this, which one am I lacking? Maybe you're really good at investing. You got really good properties or deals, or you have a great strategy, but you really don't know how to set up the fund. This is, and by the way, fund manager, this is compliance, legal. This is auditing, accounting, all goes into the fund manager role. And then finally over here, this is the capital raiser. This person is a natural born salesperson. They're well connected. They like the hobnob. They're, they're at the parties. They're at the country clubs. You know, these people, this is is the group over here, these capital raisers. So today specifically, we're going to talk about how much do I pay capital raisers? Now I'm going to make a bold statement and I'm going to get an army of comments below. I want to make a disclaimer. Every business is different. Okay, I'm about to make a big statement, but every business is different. This is all negotiable. Who gets how much equity, how it's put together. But I've seen huge funds. We have a bunch of students that run hundred million, even billion dollar funds. And I've seen funds all over the place with mentors and other people. It's crazy actually that I see this. Typically, even if there's three partners or 40 partners, about a third of the equity ends up here, a third of the equity ends up here, and a third of the equity ends up here. Now, that's a general rule before you murder me in the comments. This, yes, it can be different. I've seen sometimes 50% of the equity is here, and you have 25 and 25. But when you're talking equity, I feel like a third, a third, a third is a good rule of thumb going into your fund. Now, to clarify, this could be, there could be two individuals here. There could be 10 individuals here, and maybe there's five individuals here. Those 10 individuals would share about a third. Those two would share about a third, and those five would share about a third. That's what I mean by about a third is allocated to each bucket. And the other caveat that I got to make before everyone murders me in the comments is that a lot of roles are shared. Typically in a fund or any entrepreneurial venture, people help each other out. You're not just siloed. I only can think about this. I don't help with any capital raising. I never would help with any fund management. Typically partners help each other out. And if you have a partner, 
that doesn't want to help in other categories. Sometimes a toxic person to bring into your organization <laughs> and maybe someone you don't want to partner with in the first place. Recently, I've been able to actually interview a number of these capital raiser types and actually very high end, very successful capital raisers. And I've asked them, what do you like to see and what's worked in funds in the past when you're trying to bring on a capital partner? So we sat down and interviewed these guys. And the first thing that came up was this, and I've had this in my own funds. Every time you talk to a capital raiser type of person, they will always promise you, hey, I can go raise you $50 million or some crazy number. Oh yeah, that'd be easy. And they always talk it up. Like, oh yeah, I could, I could probably get you a hundred million. Like I totally could get you a hundred million. Cause again, these guys are salesmen. They're always trying to sell you. They're trying to sell you to give them equity in your fund. So what do you do? Do you have them like earn that equity? Do you have a vesting schedule? What makes most sense? And when talking to these successful capital raisers, one strategy that's worked very well is this. Now, first off, vet them, make sure they're going to be a good partner. Don't just give this deal to everybody. But once they're vetted, once they're ready to go, what I've seen work very well is say, great, you can raise us $50 million. Awesome. That would fill up our entire fund. It's going to be a $50 million capital raise fund. And for that, we believe we're going to give you uh, 25 or 30% of the equity in the, in the fund. And we're going to give that to you day one. Now, again, this number can be different. It could be 10%, 15, whatever. We're just going to call it 30 for today's example. You seemed really confident on the 50 million. You have 12 months to raise us $50 million. And we're going to set benchmarks every single quarter of those 12 months to make sure you're hitting those benchmarks. At the end of those benchmarks, and ultimately at the end of that year, you are subject to have clawbacks on this equity. Meaning, if you only end up raising $25 million, at the end of the year, your equity will be cut in half because you raised half the money down to 15 or if you only raise 10% of the money, let's say $5 million, you'll only get 10% of the equity. So you'd be down to 3%. And if you raise zero, you actually go all the way to zero. And if they try to renegotiate with you and get better terms, you say, hey, five minutes ago, you were so confident you could raise this $50 million. This should be no problem for you. And all of a sudden their ego is now in the way of negotiating back with you and they can't backtrack on their own ego. Again, I've interviewed a lot of money raiser types and this is actually a really cool way to do it. Now, again, I'll repeat this. If you're going to bring in a cap raiser, I would make sure that they are not only siloed to this thing. Yes, at the beginning, they're going to help raise capital, but have the expectation of, hey, once this gets up and running, you're going to help out with a bunch of other stuff and we're going to have you do a lot of different things. We want to grow a big business, long-term lasting business for you. If I'm going to give up a third of my company to you, we need you in all assets of the business. Now on to strategy number Two, I had one of my mentors actually told me that this is how they set up their first initial fund with partners. Because see, you have all these partners that all want equity and usually in the fund, you get some big egos. That's just the world of finance. Everyone thinks they're the greatest thing since sliced bread and that they deserve 75% of the company. So he told me when they were setting up their funds, they had a, around 14 partners that they were gonna have in their fund and each one was gonna fill a different piece of one of these roles, which 14 partners is quite a bit to bring together on an entrepreneurial venture. So what they did is they all negotiated together and they split up this pie, whatever they felt was fair for those partners. And they, were, they weren't all equal. It was different pies and slices for that. Each slice of the pie had a specific deliverable for a 12-month time period. At the end of 12 months, the other 13 partners would vote and decide if you had fulfilled your obligations on your sector of the business or not. And if there was a super majority, I think it was like, let's call it 10 votes or above, you were subject to lose half of your equity at the end of 12 months if you did not fulfill those obligations. What this did was keep everyone very accountable to one another on their area and aspect of the business. And 
my mentor told me after the end of 12 months, everyone did good except for one partner. And the entire group voted and said, hey, this partner, he's had another business going on. He had other ventures, things like that. And they said, tough, like you didn't do what you say you're going to do. And actually that partner agreed and said, yeah, I didn't really do what I was trying to do. They cut his equity in half. And then I believe on the next fund, he got a very small slice. And by fund three, he was completely left out. This is a very cool way to structure if you have some big egos and big partners, because again, it puts their ego in front of the negotiation. Now, finally, number three, back to capital raising partners. You could give away the equity, like I said before. However, you can hire professional capital raisers. You can hire broker dealers, investment advisors, or registered investment advisors, and or placement agents. These are professional money raisers that work for a fee or commission for raising money for you. Now, typically on a first time fund, a lot of these types won't even accept you. However, there are a few of these placement agents that will accept you as an emerging fund manager and have clientele that like to get into emerging managers. Now, typically on a first time fund, these types of fees range anywhere from, I would say two to all the way as high as 10% in some scenarios. And this is of capital raised. So if they went out and raised you $10 million, you would be paying anywhere from 200,000 to a million dollars for that capital, which is decently expensive. However, they get you the money that you wouldn't have had in the first place. As you grow and get bigger, these numbers can drop significantly, but I have seen traditionally around a two, 3% has been pretty decent for even large placement agents. So whether you're going to bring on a partner to help you with these three circles, or you're going to bring on a placement agent or a mix of the two, hopefully these are some good tips. Here's other videos. If you want to learn how to start and scale a fund specifically and how to build a fund from scratch, go check those other videos out. My name is Bridger Pennington. We'll see you guys later. Hey, hey, it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? -on -one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't want to talk about that on here. But if you want to learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.